I had been home about a month when I was told that, hey, tomorrow you're getting on a plane and going back over there. Full of Al-Qaeda, explosions all the time. Katusa is a Korean augmentee to a United States Army. So when the president or select dignitaries come within our area of responsibility, we are tasked with providing EOD support to them. Real soldiers, real stories. Brought to you by armychap.com. Welcome to another edition of Soldier Stories. I'm your host, Chaplain David Wright. And I've been looking forward to this one because it's just such a unique opportunity for our guest to give us some insight into the U.S.'s partnership with the Republic of Korea. So please introduce yourself, tell us uh, where you call home, and then we'll get to the subject of the day. Hi, uh, so my name is Sergeant Juho Lee. I am from, I'm part of the Republic of Korean Army, or also known as ROCA, and I'm a Katusa. Before we get into the Katusa program, because that's kind of our focus of the day, mm -hmm. uh, this is kind of interesting because you're, you're here working, serving in Korea, but you weren't living in Korea before that. No, I wasn't. I was actually, well, I, I am born in Korea, yes, but I lived in Canada, Toronto for past 13 years. So more than half of my life there. Before you came over here, you were, you were involved in a, a business. Yes. So what, what do you and your yes. business partners do? Uh, so we're a small furniture company focused on giving opportunities to recently graduated college or university students or foreigners who does not have any place to go when it comes to job. And as I recall, you were almost past the window of serving in the army and two months short two months short and then you got a phone call or something like that the republic of korean army and the canadian government had a deal where if they have any of korean citizens who need to serve in the army they could cancel their passport and their visa and just drag us back. So that's right what happened to you. Yep. <laughs> I, I get a letter from the Immigration Center from Canada saying that you're being deported out of, oh, the, out of the country. Oh, my word. Oh, well, I did not know what to say. Well, you're here now, and you're almost done with your time. And we're going to talk a little bit about the mandatory service. But um, before we get into that, uh, you're, you said you're a Katusa, yes. and a lot of people out there don't know what that is. So explain that to us. How does the Katusa program fit into the ROCA, the, the ROC Army? Well, first of all, I'll explain what Katusa is. Katusa is a Korean augmentee to a United States Army. So what Katusas do is... so. We get drafted for, from as an English specialist, like the language specialist within the Rock Army, and then we we would go through regular U.S. Army basic training, U.S. U.S. well shortened version of U.S. Army basic training and U.S. Army AIT training. And you have Katusa applicants have to have a, a pretty high proficiency in English because yes. the heart of the job even as it was created at the end of the Korean War is for translation. Yes. During the Korean War when we first invaded the Incheon Bay 
we had a lot of issues figuring out which direction to go and what is hazardous and what wasn't. So the U.S. Army uh, requested some aid from the Republic of Korean Army, which was very minimal back then because most of them were wiped out. So what they did was they start bringing people who were studying abroad and telling them to join the U.S. Army and support them as a Re Republic of Korean Army. And that was the that those were the founding members of the Katusa program. So a lot of Katusa is still working in the program and it meets the required mandatory service. Uh, so you're able to work closer to U.S., although I know you still have reporting requirements and you still stay connected to your, your uh, Korea chain of command. Yes. But you work f really in closer proximity to U.S. soldiers. Yes. Uh, let's talk about that mandatory service because that is a difference between the way the United States operates where the Army is all volunteer. The Repu Republic of Korea has a, a mandatory service requirement for military service for, for males. Yes. So can you, can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Well, when I first joined the Army, it used to be 21 months of mandatory service. Uh, but now I believe it has decreased to 19 months of ma uh, mandatory service. But when my parents used to go to the Army, it used to be mandatory, mandatory training during high school, university, and three years of mandatory conscription afterwards. So it has decreased yeah. some over the years. Yes. Now, we will, we will point out you know, that in our current situation where the focus, the operational focus here is, is towards North Korea because yes. they have a mandatory service. Of 10 years. And it's a lot longer, right? Yeah. Uh, so you know, put it in perspective a little bit. But again, that's a key difference between mm -hmm. you know, U.S. and, and uh, Republic of Korea Army. Uh, that is a, a little bit of a, uh, a sacrifice that, that shows up uh, as you serve your country. And speaking of that, you are, you right now, you are getting very close to being finished with your obligation. Yes, four uh, days I've, left. I've noticed you, you, <laughs> you've been looking quite happy lately. <laughs> so by the time we publish this episode, you will be out of the active duty force. Probably. Most likely. Most likely. I'll be in reserve. Yeah, right. So tell us kind of a, from your perspective, what was your overall experience as a Katusa and what are you looking forward to next? It was actually quite interesting opportunity for me. I mean, it wasn't like I was trying to avoid the military service. Like my family being what it is, we've served the Korean army for seven generations now, even before Korea was called Korea, before Japan's invasion of Korea, we've been serving the army. So I was, my plan was to get my Canadian citizenship, join the Korean army as a voluntary force. But now that I was forced to be in a bit earlier, it was interesting. Um, it was very nice to get out of the normal loop that I had, that I was living in. Wake up, go to work, come back, go to school, eat dinner, then go back to sleep and repeat. It was different. I, I really liked the change. For me, it was necessary change, I believe. Could you speak to some of the cultural differences? Because I know in, in the Korean culture, age is a big deal, bigger than maybe we realize in, in the U.S. Oh. Concerning 
age and rank and how that works because in in the US Army you, it's not uncommon to have a, a 24 year old sergeant telling a 30 year old private what to do but there's a cultural difference there in Korea that uh, I wonder if you could help us understand well by the army regulation in the Korean army rank is the first thing that we follow we don't follow age or anything no other social structure is more important than rank but due to most of our soldiers being conscri uh, mandatory conscription we are stuck in that dilemma because we lived all of our lives seeing that age is the most important rank age kind of is a rank age is a rank in korea so you cannot dare to talk to someone who's even a year older than you in a, any rude manner. Then you'll be considered, oh, I don't know how to say this. With that. Very disrespectful. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very disrespectful. And like people will avoid you if, you, if, peop, if other people see that you've done that to someone who's older than you. So you can discredit yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you find yourself in an army situation where rank rank is a thing too, and so, so it gets a little bit. You have, we you have, have a lot of soldiers who have hard time with that, but with the Katusa program, we have a bit easier because we separate our minds, saying that when we are doing the army things, we speak in English, and there is no. So we most of the soldiers that in, that are in the Katusa program. The, their English level is very high compared to normal people, but their vocal, like vocally speaking in English, that level is pretty low. So they're learning how to speak in English all new in the army. They're learning English like they are in the army constantly. So they don't need to worry about the age because in English language structure itself, there is no age Yeah, because you, I, think, I think I know what you're getting at. In, in some languages, Korea included, the the words that you use are different for different age groups may be different, mm -hmm. and that really does, we don't really have that no. in English, not not very much compared to other languages like Korea, where you will address an elder in a certain yes. manner uh, that is f more formal, uh -huh. and and so when Katusas are speaking English, I think what you're saying is it's easier. It's easier because that doesn't really exist. It's just sir, ma'am, sergeant, yeah. you know, whatever their rank and is. And when we're talking less formally, so in Korean, we follow the age bit more. So you're almost finished. You will what we call ETS. Mm -hmm. um, that's the term everyone uses for getting out. Oh yeah. And uh, that's always an exciting ceremony to attend and yours is coming up in a few days. Mm -hmm. And so what, uh, what will you do next now that your active duty time is coming to an end? Oh, <laughs> well, when, I, when I'm done, I guess I'll be going back to Toronto in about a, roughly two months. And after that, I'll be back in school, trying to graduate and then get my master's degree afterward. And I'll continue working on my company and Maybe get married in the way. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe so. I hope so. <laughs> hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's fascinating to hear from a Katusa, especially one that's finished their, their service, uh, kind of an insight for our listeners about what the Katusa program is, what the, what the ROC Army requirements are, 
how that is a little bit different from uh, the U.S. and other nations, how different militaries operate just a little bit differently from each other. And I'm excited for your future. Uh, you, you have a future in front of you. This mm -hmm. is going to be behind you. And it, I'm sure there is something that you'll take from it uh, to, to influence your future in some way positive, I hope. I'm certainly glad that we got to meet and we got to know each other and, and I might see you back there uh, in North America sometime. Oh yeah, definitely. Ladies and gentlemen, Sergeant Lee, our Katusa soldier, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Soldier Stories. I am Chaplain David Wright, and I thank you for tuning in. Please consider subscribing or leaving a rating or a comment, as that will help more people find this podcast. You're also welcome to check out my website, armychap.com, to read my posts and see some pictures of what we do. It's my hope and prayer that you find inspiration and encouragement through this program. And remember to put your trust in our great and loving God who daily bears our burdens. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you.